0: week i had a chance to talk with a doctor turned lawyer whose passion consists of helping adults who are bullied we had talked about special needs food allergies picky eating and feeding challenges to prepare for this talk i surveyed mothers in multiple facebook groups about their own experiences regarding being bullied i surveyed some physicians as well as some facebook groups for mothers whose children were experiencing challenges around food or feeding and guess what i found out Parents of children with feeling challenges, food allergies, or other special needs are bullied. Bullying seems so common for these moms. and I want to discuss what that bullying may look like, probably because the bullying that we are experiencing is not like the bullying that you may have seen on television shows. Let me give you an example of a television show that features bullying, especially when it comes to how adults bully each other in the workplace. Yes, I know that bullying can be a big problem for children, but in this episode, I want to talk about the bullying that the parents of children with food allergies, feeding challenges, or other special needs might experience. Let me compare what that bullying looks like to bullying that you may have seen on television. I will use the example of the television show, The Office which many of you might have watched. It was running for many seasons. I will share how television bullying is similar as well as different from the bullying found on this show. And I will discuss some of the very serious ramifications of caregivers being bullied, especially in real life. Let me start by defining bullying and the different types of bullying. What is bullying other than a form of abuse where one person intentionally seeks to harm another? Bullying happens when one person intentionally tries to hurt, threaten, or frighten another person. That person tries to manipulate, threaten, blackmail, harass, or physically assault someone else. The bully might try to embarrass or discredit someone else. The bully might try to make a person feel insignificant or stupid during conversation. The bully might also use their status to deflect blame onto you or to force you to do stuff that you otherwise wouldn't be doing because it's not your responsibility. Let's define all of this in terms of what happens to those families whose children have feeling challenges, food allergies, or other special needs. Hi, neighbors on this feeding journey. I'm Dr. Evka with the Feeding Handbook. I empower mothers whose young children have challenges around food, a limited variety of safe foods, loss of appetite, or medical symptoms that contribute to your fear of feeding. As a family physician turned life coach whose own child struggles with feeding, I get you – my mission is to guide you on this feeding journey in an actionable research-based way as i've been there i've done that i had the marks to prove it and i want to help you take away your fear and confusion you've been feeling overwhelmed with a child who is challenging mealtime behavior picky eating and feeding only dream feeding oral versions sensory substances or food allergies like advice it's your time to feel different let's do this just remember that this a is educational purposes only and it's partly opinion based. I am not your doctor. Even though I am a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So please see your medical caregivers, your doctors, your therapists, This episode is sponsored by my upcoming workshop. It will be about bullying. I will introduce you to different people from different walks of life who tackle bullying from different angles. We'll get a lawyer to talk to us, a life coach, an advocate, and so on. Or maybe I'll represent all those roles if I can't get them all on there. But it's going to be research-based and it's going to be full of information. Something for you to look forward to. Go on the website of the feeding physician, Dr. Evka, that's me, to find out more. Plus, I'm hoping that I soon get to do segments with the loiter with whom I talked. Now, let's talk more about how you, as the parent of a child with food allergies, feeling challenges, challenges around food, or other special needs, yes, how you experience bullying. Yes, we know there are children might be getting bullied, but you know that you also might be experiencing bullying in your adult life, especially as it relates to a young child. I want to discuss the three most common forms of bullying and how they might show up. My goal in doing this is to provide more awareness of what it's like to be bullied. For this episode, my goal is not to provide solutions for when it comes to bullying that will come in the form of a workshop i want to help define your concerns so what are the three most common forms of bullying there's three of them let's all discuss all three number one public humiliation this happens when the bully attempts to discredit embarrass or humiliate a person in front of others Number two, bivelment. This happens when the police says something during a private conversation, and you're left feeling stupid and insignificant or discredited. Number three, the third form of bullying is misuse of authority. This happens when the bully who is in some kind of power over the perpetrator deflects blame onto someone else or forces them to do tasks that would not otherwise be expected of them. Let's discuss these types of bullying. We're going to do whole segments about them. I'm going to discuss them in terms of examples of how they appear. So, when it comes to this first time of uh, bullying, to this public humiliation, let's talk about how that appears, how the public humiliation appears. Yeah. For those who have watched The Office, do you remember the episode in season one entitled Basketball? Michael was giving office workers positions on the basketball team. Dwight was initially excluded from being able to play as part of the basketball team. He asked Michael if they could talk about this privately and Michael said, no. A little bit later, Michael riled up his teammates and asked, are we ready for the game? Come on, let's get ready for the game. And everybody half-heartedly agreed, okay, we're going to go for the game, except Dwight who was still upset that he could not be part of the basketball team. Michael then made the Lord of the Rink reference, which Dwight got. Michael turned to Dwight and said, Nerd! That is why you're not on the team. Michael humiliated Dwight in front of his office workers, and this is a form of bullying. However, on the show... This form of public humiliation was considered amusing. The characters did not feel hurt for long periods of time just because they were buried. On the show, Dwight seemed resilient to repeated humiliation. Almost too resilient. This is so different from what happens in real life, where public humiliation can have lasting consequences. Let me give you an example of how these lasting consequences might appear. This is what is real. Okay. Here's an example of of what public humiliation may look like in reality. Extended family sits down together for a celebration. Now, it's the era of COVID-19. They all sit down together, but not together, if you know what I mean. They are all next to their computer screens and have joined a large video chat. They all spend time together on the screen while still maintaining their social distance. Grandmother and grandfather are aware that their grandchild has doctor-diagnosed food allergies. However, they refuse to believe it and say, Doctors don't know anything. Our grandchild looks fine. No food allergies. They say this in front of the entire family during a large video chat over dinner. Mom worries that if the grandparents were present, they were eating together In real life, they would feed their grandchild their trigger food. The parents are left feeling discredited in front of other family members, and some of them now feel like they need to choose sides. Who are they going to believe? Either believe the grandparents and think the parents are crazy, or vice versa. Stressful family situations made worse by the fact that it's difficult to ignore all your extended family. Family members might be the people who might most want to please, you want to please your family. Many of us want to please our family, not everybody, but there's like this angry want for many of us to please the family that we grew up with, but pleasing them in this case could be dangerous. Another example of this public humiliation has to do with a doctor at her job doctor mom had a child with special needs and she could not work overtime much of the time because doctors when doctors work part-time jobs much of the time they actually put in 40 hours a week when doctors work full-time jobs. Usually, they're not putting in 40 hours. They're putting in way more hours than that. So part-time and full-time and doctor speak is a whale more hours than it might be somebody else who has like a job that's like under 21 hours a week and it's considered a full-time or whatever that happens to be. Anyway, Dr. Mom did her contractual amount of hours but couldn't do overtime as much as some of her co-workers. Her co-workers got together and complained that they had to do their work plus her work. Too, especially the work that required them to stay much longer at the office. The coworkers felt that it wasn't fair that she couldn't pin in as many extra long hours as they did. Hours that were not part of the job description when she first took the job, but extra long hours that she was expected to take just as, like the rest of them. Some of the coworkers had children too, but those children didn't have the level of special needs as this doctor mom one day. The co-workers approached this mom and told her that they couldn't tolerate the fact that she didn't devote her life to working. Some of them, they had children too, they've reasoned, and children shouldn't be used as an excuse not to work like crazy. That's what they told her. If she wasn't willing to work as many long hours as they were, these long hours being way past their contractual obligation of how much they should work, then perhaps this mom shouldn't be working there. They were threatening her with loss of a job as she devoted time to her child with special needs instead of being at the beck and call of her job. Can you guess how the mom felt? She was already exhausted because it wasn't like she was leaving to go home and go on these vacations instead there were very real responsibilities when she got home when life had moments that are hard at home some people find the refuge at work when neither home nor work are the most easy where the people turn inwardly where they start to develop both emotional and physical symptoms from the stress. They get anxiety, depression, physical illness, and perhaps even feelings, like there's a never-ending pit in the stomach whenever they think of their lives. Now let's discuss the second form of bullying Belittlement. This tends to be done more privately. It's not done in front of large groups. I want to give you a sense of how it looks on television by again using the example of what happened on the office. I don't want to show you how it looks different in real life when someone gets belittled. Do you remember the episode in the office where pregnancy was discussed as Pam got pregnant? In fact, she got pregnant twice the first time? It was before she was married. What did that look like in terms of fulfillment? Angela told Pam? A baby that is conceived out of wedlock is still a bastard. In other words, a baby that is conceived before a couple is married is an unpleasant or despicable baby. That's what Angela told Pam. In many areas, if you still call someone a bastard, you're basically cursing at them. If the bully says that you were Turning someone into a bastard, you might feel a sense of embarrassment, yet on TV, what happened was quite different. What did Pam do once she heard this from Angela? She spoke to the father of the baby who also worked in the office, and they shared with the office that they were pregnant. The emotional repercussions to being belittled seemed almost non-existent in reality. Belittling looks different and has profound consequences. Parents of children with food allergies, challenges around feeding, or other special needs can be belittled. One example has to do with physician parents who gave birth to a child with Down syndrome. As you know, some children with Down syndrome can have feeding challenges, but right now we're talking about bullying. They are physicians, mind you. And physicians get bullied, too. Anyway, these physicians gave birth to a child with Down syndrome. The baby doctor in the hospital told them something along the lines of, Why didn't you have prenatal testing? The implication of that was that if they did have prenatal testing, they would have aborted this wonderful child who happened to have Down syndrome. How dare they allow a child with Down syndrome to be born? What? a statement. A choice of life should be respected. The parents didn't think that child with Down syndrome was a mistake and neither do many people. They shouldn't be belittled because they made a choice. Another example of bullying happened at a preschool that had already been informed that a child there had specific food allergies. Nonetheless, one day, a teacher in a child's preschool sent the child home with the trigger food, even though the teacher was already informed that the child had food allergies to that trigger food. If the child actually ate the trigger food, they would have gotten every sick. The teacher told the child, no, Enjoy that snack with your family when you get home." Luckily, Mom noticed that the teacher sent home the trigger food and prevented her child from eating it. I don't even want to think about what kind of severe allergic reaction might have happened if the child actually ate the trigger food. The next day, Mom went to the school and asked, We have talked about my child's food allergies multiple times. Why would you ask the child to eat the trigger food? Instead of apologizing, the school answered, It's your fault. You should have made this even more aware. What? The, The mom had already told the school multiple times about the food allergy. How was it possibly her fault that the teacher sent home the child with the trigger food? I'm left speechless. And by saying that it was the mom's fault, that's a form of belittlement. That's a form of bullying. Now, let's discuss the third form of bullying, misuse of authority. This tends to be done more privately. It's not done in front of large groups. I want to give you a sense of how it looks on television by again using the example of what happened on The Office. I then want to show you how it looks different in real life. Do you remember the episode in the office entitled Moroccan Christmas? Phyllis was in charge of planning the office's Christmas party and she used Angela to do things that were outside of her work responsibilities. Phyllis made Angela wear a hairnet. And wearing a hairnet is not considered to be part of work culture in most offices. If you work in an office, were you told on your contract that you had to wear a hairnet to work? probably no, right? If you're working in food services, maybe, right? You may have been asked to wear a hairnet, but if you work in an office, it's not considered to be part of normal work responsibilities. Yet Phyllis made Angela wear a hairnet. And Angela told Phyllis, please stop making me do these things because Phyllis did not want to wear the hairnet. To this, Phyllis responded, Oh, sorry, it's your job. You never showed me mercy when you were in charge. Why aren't you wearing the hairnet? Angela had every right not to wear a hairnet. That wasn't part of her job description when she signed up to work in the office. In this television show, at the end, even though Phyllis bullied Angela, there didn't seem to be huge long-lasting effects from this interchange. Being bullied and watching someone get bullied on television not real life can feel very different. Let's talk about what happens in real life because in real life you have real life um, complications. your Real life consequences. Misuse of authority can happen in various settings and various people can be perpetrators. One place full of people in authority is the healthcare setting. The doctors, the nurses, the therapists, and other members of the healthcare staff can be in the position of authority. Sometimes they can say or do things that can be quite hurtful to the caregiver, the mom, or the dad. Let's share some examples of what happens in this healthcare setting. Remember that I surveyed parents whose children have challenges around food or feeding, including food allergies like FPIs, as well as other special needs. I also surveyed other physicians. One mom wrote to me and said that when her son was two, the doctor did an endoscopy and found that his esophagus was bleeding. Someone in that healthcare setting, someone anonymous, called Child Protective Services despite the mom saying that her child has significant food allergies and these can potentially lead to esophageal bleeding depending on what else is going on. They separated mom from her son and told her that she was feeding him glass because he had esophageal bleeding they asked her two-year-old does mommy feed you ouchies Child Protective Services investigated her because of the allegation that she was an unfit mother. Her son's specialist had to write a letter to Child Protective Services so that they wouldn't take away her son. In the meantime, the poor mom was doing everything she could to care for her child. She was taking him to medical appointments to figure out what was going on. She poured so much love on him. There's another example of this bullying when a child has medical conditions about which the medical community is not fully aware. These may include things like f pies or food-protein-induced enterocolitis syndrome because not everybody in the medical community is fully aware of them at this point. Mom brought her child into a small community hospital for repeated vomiting episodes. The on-call medical personnel said that the child choked. When she mentioned that the child likely had an f reaction, they initially disagreed and called it choking. The mom's child had been diagnosed with f but the personnel just labeled her as an uneducated mom. This is despite the child having had so much vomiting just an hour earlier. The child vomited almost to the point of passing out. How frustrating that mom was brushed off initially. Amy form of this bullying can lead to real-life lasting ramifications and they have so many more examples. The victim is often left feeling stressed. The more stressed that person is, the more likely they are to develop physical symptoms of stress like headaches, difficulty sleeping, and heart disease. The more stressed that person is, the more likely they are feel anxious, depressed, or traumatized. So what do we do about this? What do we do about all of this bullying? And I have even t- I've just touched the tip of it. There's so many examples. How do we help these victims who are trying to help their children? Now that, my neighbor, is the subject of a very good webinar or conference. I will share more information about it on my website as well as on this podcast. All right. That's it for now. Any questions? If you do have questions... You can discuss them with me by just submitting a comment on my YouTube channel, hit subscribe, give the episode a like, and comment on it. I'll try to comment right back. If you're listening to this episode as a podcast, just go to my webinar for The Feeding Physician, Dr. Evka, The Feeding Handbook. All of these will currently take you to the same place because I haven't decided yet. get on the main URL. You can reach out to me by getting on my mailing list or subscribing for my free course. Thank you so much for another episode of The Feeling Handbook podcast. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you.